and welcome to another visual episode of Sludge Underground. I've got Paul with me. Introduce yourself, brother. What it is you do and who you with? How's it? Thanks very much for having me, man. <laughs> Just dive straight into it. <laughs> who are you? Tell us what you do. <laughs> My name is Paul Joya, and I play guitar and sing in a band called All This For Nothing. Uh, which is my main band. There's lots of other things that I do, but that's my main, my main squeeze. And what what are the other the other side projects? Is it uh, you said you were playing some solo stuff down here as well? If we get the chance, so mm. is that one of your your side your side bitches or? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I play guitar in a bunch of different bands. You know, in in South Africa, if you're a musician, you you just have to juggle, man. Yeah, you have to do a lot of different things. So. Uh, I play with ATFN, um, but I also have like a solo single man acoustic, single man acoustic, solo acoustic performance that I do. Then I also have another pal that I do like another duet acoustic thing with, and that's here. Um, We're going to be playing a few shows in KZN. And then what else? Um, I teach music at Crawford College and I run a studio as well. Uh, So everything we do is music related in some some way yeah yep. constant juggle the, the, the studio that you're talking about is that the studio in the music video for divine contraption or was that was that a different one no that's that's right that's that's our studio asylum studios in pretoria we've been there since about oof, 99 2000 we've had a studio there yeah my drummer for atfn francois he also he works there with me with me uh and yeah we do a lot of recordings together all sort of manner of audio stuff but we also record all the atfn stuff there but we've finally decided to stop mixing it though we were like we're not we can record all this stuff we'll do all the pre-production but we're not mixing anymore that's just way too much stress i become like a horrible nightmarish anxiety (laughs) riddled like I've become the worst human being when it comes to mix time. It's just everything sounds like garbage and you've spent six months and haven't slept and it's... Re-record everything. Uh, just throw it all in the trash. Yeah. Let's start again. Exactly. Yeah, I can exactly... I, you sometimes playing it back, you're like, oh God, oh God, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> well, like we've been working for six hours. We take a break and you're like, let's just go back and mix a little bit more and... Oh, that's sounding good. Oh, someone order some pizza. Oh, have a few beers. Oh, this is sounding real nice. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Come back in the morning and it's just like, what is this <laughs> omelette of pain? You know, like, it's, it's the worst. Yeah. And it's <laughs> God, omelette of pain. Oh, man, that's fucking great. And you guys have been there, you said, since 99. The studio's been there, yeah. ATFN as a... As a musical entity began in June, July, 1998. So we're kind of on version, we always joke, we're on like version 3.0 of All This For Nothing at the moment. It was started uh, by myself and my best friend, Hank, when we were in standard eight. I don't know, you guys don't talk about standards anymore. I, I'm a teacher and I don't even know how the grades I work. I think standard eight is grade 10. Grade eight. 10, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, that was the beginning of all of it you know like the punk scene was quite a thing back then you know like it's weird to think actually how popular that art form was and out of that we started the band and then played hard till about 2006 or 7 i got like a pretty pretty bad hand injury and 
we took some time off and that time off ended up being about 10 years off but I was still playing in other bands and stuff and then in 2005 no 2018 we were like screw this let's fire up the old bird again and uh, we did so now we recruited a bunch of new people and we're back on it because I remember I remember seeing that post actually I remember you like uh, we'd obviously ended up as friends on Facebook, as mm. all musicians inevitably do. Yes. Oh, this guy's got a musician. He's a profile picture friend. Yes, he has a uh, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And you, you know that's always how it goes. I think we've, we've been friends on Facebook that way for like a couple of years now. Yes. And I remember your post actually about ATFN. And at that point, I knew nothing about the band. Mm. And I remember being quite a couple of people stoked about it. And I remember like seeing quite a bit of interactions on those posts where people were like, yes, hell yes, let's do it. Yeah, it's, just, it's quite wild, you know, because we, like I said, we came from the punk scene, but we were not really a punk band. We were actually a bunch of metalheads, but we liked playing punk. So we were a bit too metal for the punk crowd and a bit too punk for the metal crowd, but we also like the prog rock thing, so we get a bit weird. But we developed a bit of a like core audience over that time and now it's our job to develop that core audience again now because everyone's immigrated or like or like 40 plus and have kids and don't come to shows anymore so yeah that's a it can be a bit of a wild transition as well but the fact of the matter is is that that you guys made that much of an impression that that core support was still there yeah it is weird you know like back when i guess radio still mattered i personally still think radio matters but you know like we you know, the music was on 5FM at, in Pretoria. We had a very, very good radio station called Tux FM, which at a time was really pushing alternative music, all, mu all local music in that, that matter. But um, they gave us a lot of circulation. And, uh, you know, your music was in stores. It was a lot more visible then, you know, yeah. like you walk into a store and go to the alternative section and there'd be like a heap of SA bands there. So if you were into that stuff, and you didn't know who the bands were. It was a, a few flicks away, and then you'd be like, "Oh, what's ATFN?" You know. You know, that's that's interesting because I also like I caught the the middle to the tail end era of like look and listen, and you know the, those type of places. And I always used to go around because like once again that was around about the time that I'd started getting into alternative music. And but I knew nothing about South African music. As far as I was concerned, there was no South African music scene at all. We didn't have bands like this, right. which was like terrible for me because that was what a lot of people refer to as like the golden era of the South African like alternative music scene and sometimes I sort of wonder like how close was I to like just discovering a local band like flipping through CDs because that was something that I was doing yeah. I was just picking up yeah. random CDs and going and standing and listening to them yeah. so I wonder if any of those were South African bands that I just missed out on probably I mean even going back a little bit before like showing my age a bit but um on 5FM, I remember in like the early mid-90s, Barney Simon had his, uh, had his sort of rock and metal show. But then after him was a dude called Phil Wright. Phil Wright sort of played like the super graveyard shift. And then that was all like kind of classic rock, hard rock, and more metal as well. And we used to stay up and like tape bands. Uh, and a lot of them were local bands, like local metal bands, like obscure things like Strider and Shadow Lord and stuff that like you'd never, ever hear and probably never even find in the CD store too, but he'd play the demos and uh, expose people to that. That's why I think, you know, stuff like this that you guys are doing is super important. You know, you need a dedicated podcast or 
something that can help people get exposed to it because we don't kids don't really listen to radio if you're not making it onto your chummy spotify playlists and that which is actually quite tricky it's it's it's, it's hard to even market yourself amidst friends you know to get your stuff out you know i mean like a lot of us discovered uh, alternative music through these sort of like the equivalent of these sort of platforms back in the day as well I mean, I remember hearing Rage Against the Machine for the first time on MTV, yeah. um, Killing in the Name of, and I remember my dad standing there being like, what the fuck? And which is weird because he listened to music heavier than that, which is part of the reason why I also started getting involved oh, in it. that's cool. And, but you discover it through things like MTV and interviews mm. with artists and, you know, just on YouTube, there was like, you know, these suggestions of people talking about bands right. and stuff like that. Yeah. And like a lot of us found them kind of that way. MTV was cool. It's actually crazy to think like how much cool shit was on like daytime MTV, like Rage Against the Machine. I mean, still top 10 stuff, but you could hear, Limp Ugh, um, you mentioned them. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah. I even saw like Killing Joke videos and stuff. I, I love Killing Joke. And that's like hard music. Daytime on MTV. So I think it actually... You miss it when it's gone, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, definitely. Yeah. And there was also like, um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, a channel called the Punk Rock NBA. Oh, yes, Finn McKenty. Yeah, yes, yeah, totally. yeah. You're the, the first person I've spoken to so far who actually listens to it, who's actually watched some of his content. Oh, but big time. When he also was talking about that era of like where alternative was hitting the mainstream. Yeah. When like on MTV, on those shows where they would have like, you know, a competition between like a band, like it was like Fall Out Boy and NSYNC or something. Yes. Um, that's cool. It's weird. It, I don't think that's exactly who was involved there. Yeah. But the comparison stands. Right. And, you know, they would win these shows in terms of popular votes and stuff so there was like a huge like thing that he talks about the shift in the alternative medium and how the fans as well as the artists interact with people and it's yeah. very interesting but also cool things like that you know taking like a, a super you know a boy band and mixing them with a punk rock band or whatever and exposing both audiences to each other is pretty cool you know I suppose you kind of you have the same thing now where you get less like I, I find kids are less like into genres now you know like teaching high school kids like they those will be as much into like trap and trance music as they are into like progressive death metal you know this they don't really give a shit about like yeah, a specific genre and i think that also has largely to do with like the ease of access of it mm. so if you look at it you can just go listen to any genre you know i you can fire up spotify where is this <laughs> did you tell him to join us <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a slow rumbling in the distance <laughs> yeah two hours later yeah so like i was saying it's it's easy enough to go to spotify and just fire up anything that you would sound remotely similar to what you would listen to mm. and you're slowly going to go on a deep dive down there but whereas if you were going to go out and buy cds and buy records you had to be like okay am i actually going to enjoy this let me stick to more or less what i know right and that's i think that was like a large sort of difference between those two why kids these days would seem so all over the place musically because it's a lot easier to just go listen to something because there's no consequence of ah i lost that money if i don't like this well you remember you could still listen to it in the store well some stores not all of them hmm. i think like music was a bit iffy but for the most of them you could pop on the cd and like give it a spin and be like mm, this is cack nah. or 
but even within that, you know, it was like a, it took a lot for a young metalhead to like peer at the alternative section and be like, am I going to, am I going to try the Pixies? Oh, oh, I never went there. Like, I think the closest I got was like, well, that's why I said with the killing joke, like I love the killing joke because that was like a, you get these bands that sort of bridge the gap between metal and alternative and industrial and stuff. And they're one of those that like influenced everybody, you know? Um, but yeah, we were, we were a bit more like, it was like an identity thing, you know, like I was prideful in being like a thrasher, you know, like I thrash and fuck you guys. <laughs> I, I was, I was in the, the, the metal course yeah, side. So, okay. you know, the, the fringe, yeah, the, yeah. you know, the, you know, that's, that's where I was. Those, those yeah. were, those were my days. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> you guys are great riffs too. <laughs> you were talking about kill switch and all that. That was great. Great riffs, man. So like, you know, where that's uh, there was that, the 2010s era, like, mm. you know, it was bless the fall. It was asking Alexandria. It was, oh, gosh. you know, we discovered drop D for the first time. And you're just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Drop D nail polish. Tight yeah, jeans, pretty much. Yes. Uh, Naz, did you know that I was the part of the the multicolored uh, skinny jeans era? No. Uh, yeah, dude. I I used to wear the, you know, the 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 fucking yeah. colored skinny jeans, like all the different colors. I had the the ball hat, everything. Yes, you're a braver man than and me, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got one photo that's fucking. It's the most cringy thing, but I'll never get rid of it. Just remind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you. You can add it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can add it. In. <laughs> there's actually yeah. There's two of them, and you'll. Yeah, teenage Marcel thought he was the shit. No, I think that's cool. You could you could probably rock that style now and get away with it. This will be like that dude's all. I don't know what the slang is like. Spawned out of 2010. Like fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. 2010 and Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like. So uh, you were like so we we said that ATFN has been a thing since 1998, like its first iteration. So you, you guys got introduced. Hey, to it's our team. career. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys went through all the stages of like you know advertising in terms of like that evolution of what you would have had to done. Did you guys ever use the the MySpace dance? Were you did you guys ever get involved on that platform? Yeah, I think I think we had sort of come to an end by. Well, I I was injured at that time, so the MySpace time. Um, we did for Slash Dogs. I was in Slash Dogs as well for like eighteen years. So Slash Dogs used MySpace, um, but not so much to like promote the bands, you know, it was more like to promote yourself, you know, like everyone was kind of like had their little sparkly freaking background with the theme song playing. And um, I think I was, I was still kind of like going to record stores then and buying music that way. So it was still a bit like uncharted territory for the old man, like, Ugh. Music on the computer. <laughs> Fuck is this? <laughs> but yeah, no, actually not, not really. But I mean, it did, it did definitely expose a whole, a whole bunch of bands. I mean, like the whole what MySpace yeah. emo scene and stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, the, the um, yeah, the emo or the scene, the yeah. scene culture. Yeah. You know, it was the there was like a mashup between like the hip hop and the alternative of that era, and it was just the super cutesy with the extreme fringes and yeah, the, yeah 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 that was a interesting time as well that was also in the time when facebook just came out so you know yeah. you're just i was too busy like poking people in <laughs> <Yeah>. facebook <laughs> god that was a whole pandemic and what was it farmville no no i had to i had to like vehemently stay away from those games 
because I would have just lost my whole life to it. You know? Oh, no life at Xbox you know, was already like the downfall of all of our musical abilities yeah okay so we have a similar problem sweet i'm glad we're in that i'm recovered <laughs> recovered now I, xbox is purely for like netflix and youtube yeah, recreational now. purposes it's no longer a hard drive i was a massive fifa fan man like humongous like you know italians and football we love we love our football and like i was obsessed with fifa but then you know the game just started getting a bit like I don't know. Just a bit cuck. You know, you had to just pay for everything the whole time. The competition was shit. So I just stopped gaming. I was like, fuck this. Were you there for the early days of Rage? Mm-mm. No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't that deep of a gamer. No, yeah, I think okay, it was Skyrim okay. and FIFA. That's about it. Like, I, I, I had to pick my vices, you know, because they're so consuming. I think, so I think Skyrim uh, yeah. has taken many an hour of my lifespan. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. You still have an active game? Probably. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, did you, what did you go? Did you go oh, yeah, Mage the, or did you go uh, you, Sleuth Archer? Yeah, the, the, the meme. All paths lead to Stealth Archer. <laughs> yeah. No matter what you choose. No matter where you, what you're going to play, an orc, like Barbarian, you're a Stealth Orc now. Yeah. It's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> but it just means that it's the best way. Yeah. I mean, who would, if you had a choice <laughs> now to wear cool Stealth Armor... And, and, and killer O at like, I don't know, a kilometer away <laughs> with a bow and arrow. <laughs> Calculated like <laughs> engineering calculations yeah. just to get your bow to hit. Yeah, brilliant. I'm with you, man. Yeah, no. No shame. There was the uh, Thieves Guild, the, that final armor that you get through them. I think it's, <sighs> that was the coolest thing. I was telling Tina last night because she was listening to the GTA soundtrack i'm like what are you looking at there baby yeah i'm looking at you yeah you can see she's laughing <laughs> she's like, nothing i'm like no no what are you looking at she's like oh gta what what 25 years of gta or something like that and i'm like god i love you so much <laughs> this is brilliant and then i was like it's no shame because i spent literally two weeks of my life just smithing so i swear to god like i'm gonna get the dragon armor and I'm there pounding away at the freaking <laughs> clang, clang, clang. And I got my, you know, not just the one dragon armor, all the dragon armor. Yeah, no, no, 100%. Yeah. I, I think also that you just you go on loot runs and you would come back with materials. And like, I wasn't the kind of like the exploit dude. So I would just, just like organically go out and spend fucking hours collecting shit. My and man. then come back and then just grind. Yeah, grind putting in the craft. It's a metaphor for life. <laughs> Hey, it's the same thing with guitar. If I put as much effort into Skyrim that I did into music, I would probably be an entirely different artist today. <laughs> yeah, push pause for a bit. Uh, you'll see. Uh, the whole world will open up for you. <laughs> but it had to be a conscious choice. Like, fuck gaming. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's over. Like, I can't, I can't afford to. Like, it just, I actually feel bad now if I occasionally put on, like, a bit of Skyrim and I just feel, like, oh, my God, have I, have we booked shows? <laughs> is the merch sorted have I gotten back to that guy is the band paid what time's rehearsal there's just no time anymore there's too much cool shit to do anyway yeah. I want to do cool stuff yeah like it's, there's no offense like gaming is a median but sure. if you have other things um, yeah you just have other things yeah it's as simple yeah, yeah, yeah. as that yeah it's, yeah no 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 shade on anyone who likes games like I I think I like it so much that I have to not do it yeah. like I'm pretty sure the three cornerstones of my personality are music, games, and anime, as you can probably tell by my, my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, the, the trifecta of power. Yeah. I wanted to find out more, actually, about like the 
the the music video that you guys shot for Divine Contraption was mm. that all an in-house thing was that all stuff that you guys did or was there like an external party filming uh, that was a dude Dizzy Khaki oh, okay, uh, yeah. who contacted us because we had finished the EP and we were gonna play Ramfest uh, it was actually gonna be our first show back it was gonna be Ramfest 2019 and yeah he was just, he dug the story you know because if there's like a little bit of a mini docky that we met that he also shot talking about like how we all got back together again after the time and uh did the music video as well so yeah he's a super talented guy and uh yeah i think it came out great but now i think we might have to get hold of him again because we're going back into studio and we go back we've got about three or four songs done and um we de- it's time for an album now. We've been doing the whole singles thing for a couple of years now because everyone like, everyone, people just listen to singles, man. No one listens to albums. And we're like, no one listens, period. So we're going to do what the fuck we want to do now and that's make a fucking long-ass, self-absorbed album and just be done with it, yeah, you know? Have it, have it be your passion project. Yeah, I get you. Why not, you know? Like, you try and follow certain pointers and codes that are like everyone else is using. You're like, don't do albums, do singles. Um, don't promote on Facebook, promote on TikTok, uh, pr- boost at nine o'clock and not at 11. It just all becomes like, fuck, man, I'm doing everything except making music now. It's like everyone's putting their stuff out there. I mean, what is it? I'm, I, I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm check the numbers, but I think it's like 60, I think it's 60 songs per minute uploaded to Spotify, something like that, or 60 songs per second uploaded. We must check that out. But that's a fuckload. So it's kind of like, bro, just do what the fuck you want to do. But just do it as well as you can. Yeah. Like, the thing that you love the most, do that puss hard. I mean, we play progressive punk rock. You know, it's not the most, you know, chart-topping scene. It's, you know, we're not like raking in the dollars, you know? It's like... And I couldn't be asked because, like, that stuff makes me so fucking happy. I could shit. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's going to be one of my favorite like motivational quotes from this point. Do what you want to do and do it, Busan. Yeah. Well. Like, there's nothing left. We're at the arse end of capitalism. The whole fucking world's on fire. Everyone's like trying to find meaning. You know, people are struggling to get by. You know, yeah. it's it's a fucking privilege to just be able to play music with your friends. Like, to get in a room and be like, "Wow, we're doing this with our pals." And then on top of that, be able to record. And then on top of that, being able to play shows across the country. It's a fucking blessing. Yeah. It's like, it really is amazing, you know? So, and it's not lost on me for a second. Uh, yeah. So like, where can people find you, you personally on social media, as well as your projects? <laughs> well, my, my pages aren't really that interesting. It's just me and, I don't know, on my couch at home, like talking shit and, or impersonating Arnold Schwarzenegger like a dummy. Um, but yeah, at ATFN012. Asylum Studios uh, ZA, I think it is. Um, also via the Mongrel Records page where all the other bands are there. And uh, <laughs> shout out to my man Voldu, <laughs> who uh, is in Crash in the Void and the Cavalier and all this for nothing. <laughs> the poor guy ended his ATFN run here. Oh boy. And then he immediately flew back to Cape Town where we just came from and he's going to be hauling his ass all the way back yeah, to yeah, on the 24th. Yeah, they're playing again here. So he's just 
like what like bouncing between provinces <laughs> yeah. good god dude <laughs> we reclined after our tour ended i'm like bye good luck bud <laughs> he had this like thousand yard stare uh, rock and roll no, i'm joking what a beast i've recently recently been introduced to him mm. through crash in the void and good god yeah no he's he's our bass player and he's a better guitar player than any of us you know he's fucking smokes <laughs> What a good dude, yeah. But I mean, hey, dudes in their 30s, bro. If you've got energy for it, go for it. Like, Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Man, thank you so much for thank taking you. the time to have a chat with us. Right man. on. It's yeah. been an absolute blast. All the best. And you're going to come play some shows with us in Pretoria and Joburg. Absolutely. You Can't must. Wait. Yeah. Killer. This, this year is going to be the year. Fuck yeah, thank Fuck you, yeah. man.